I'm a firm believer we are always either continually progressing or we are continually regressing, right? So we want to surround ourselves with like mind-setted people. And if our thoughts are always continually directing our life, right? So this is where we've got to be able to invite God to just renew our minds with truth, right? To be able to replace the lies, the self-limiting beliefs that we've had, maybe for the last decade, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years of our lives, however old you are, right? Oftentimes, our perception, we've created this perception, which I fully understand that is your reality. Like my perception is my reality. But the beautiful thing is it can change the moment you choose to change it. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents. Now, our vision is to get you on the right path to your framework of success by focusing on the five power pillars, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, the King's Council is not your average coaching program. It's much more than that. It's a tribe of like-mindsetted men and women bonded by faith and relationship that you can do life with. Now, we're traveling across the United States this summer to a city near you, and we want you to join us in creating the next wave of faith-based entrepreneurs ready to become the CEOs of their life. Visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today to speak to one of our team members about how you can level up in all areas of your life today. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and we're going to go solo on this episode again here today. And really the reason behind this is because I want to dive into the five power pillars that we talk about at the Become the CEO of Your Life events. Now, some of you know that we host these online virtual summits. We do these live in-person events as well. Heck, we probably have a handful on the calendar coming on up in the near future here when you're listening to this. We host these live events and we talk about becoming the CEO of your life. Now, first off, you guys know I'm, I'm a firm believer that we are all entrepreneurs at heart. If we look at like the root word of entrepreneur, it simply means to undertake. And if we were able to operate our lives like a business, just like we would operate a business, we have certain divisions within each company. If we're able to look at life in this facet, there's really five components, five power pillars that if we're able to operate in excellence in every single one of these pillars, I believe that we are truly then walking out our God-given calling on this earth. Now, the five power pillars, as you know, are our mental, our emotional, our physical, our spiritual, and then the financial component as well. And, and last week, we, we really dove into really kind of the financial component. And this week, I want to talk about the mental component. What does it really mean to master the mental power pillar of our lives? How do we operate as the entrepreneur, as the CEO of our life with this mental game, if we want to call it that? And really, it all boils down to our mindsets, 
right? As you know, we, we talk a lot about being able to cast vision for our lives at all of the CEO of your life events, but really just in any of our coaching programs, we always want to start with vision, where we follow the God-given template of the seven days of creation. And we believe that these are put in an order systematically for a reason, right? When God said, let there be light, it was symbolically for us, it was being able to cast vision within that time period, right? And when we say cast vision, we're not talking about like sight, like physical sight, but like what do you truly see your life to be? right? Not like goals or anything like that, but like the, a true vision for your life. And in order for us to have a proper vision for our life, we first have to look at our mindset, right? Now, who we are today is based on the mindsets that we have built and created, right? Who you are today, no matter where you're at in your life, is firmly based on the mindset that you have built and created, right? So if you grew up um, with this mindset or this philosophy that maybe witnessing that that money is hard to come by, right? There's a good chance that you're still living in that mindset, like it's hard to come by, or people with money are greedy or evil, right? Or maybe it's even just uh, take money out of it. Maybe it's uh, that men are pigs, right? Or this was a big one for me that religion is boring. Right, which religion actually is kind of boring, right? We know this is about relationship within the King's Council. But all of these thought processes or these mindsets are largely unsolicited gifts, right? I want you to make sure you're hearing me correctly. Our mindsets are largely unsolicited gifts, usually from our parents, from our teachers, from society, or really just from other people that we're surrounding ourselves with. We are the products of other people's habitual ways of thinking. Okay, We are the products of other people's habitual ways of thinking. And when we just allow this to happen or we uncritically accept these values, these beliefs, these habits, they ultimately gain control over our lives. And this is why it's so important we talk about a community, you know, the five people that you surround yourself with. If you look at those five people and uh, whatever fruit they have in your life, there's a good chance that you are producing that same type of fruit. So it's so important to surround yourself with the right people, to consume the right content, just understanding like your language patterns. And if, if we're able to purposely or intently change these mindsets, we're ultimately going to be able to change our lives. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a person thinks, so is he. As a person thinks, so is he. So if you think like a victim, you're going to always be a victim, right? If you think like a victor, you're going to always be a victor, right? What we think about, we bring about. And this is why it is so important for us to continually audit our thoughts, right? Because it is absolutely impossible for us to have a positive life with a negative mind. We're always moving in the direction of the thoughts that we have in our lives. This is why it's so important, you know, to surround ourselves with people that are like-mind-setted. Some of you have heard me talk about that before, of surrounding yourself with people that are like-mind-setted, not like-minded people, right? I'm a firm believer. We are always either continually progressing or we are continually regressing, right? So we want to surround ourselves with like mind-setted people. 
And if our thoughts are always continually directing our life, right? So this is where we've got to be able to invite God to just renew our minds with truth, right? To be able to replace the lies, the self-limiting beliefs that we've had, maybe for the last decade, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years of our lives, however old you are, right? Oftentimes, our perception, we've created this perception, which I fully understand that is your reality. Like my perception is my reality. But the beautiful thing is it can change the moment you choose to change it. If you can change your thinking, you can change your life. And this isn't just the, the power of positive thinking talk here. This is backed by science, right? Like, I mean, if you guys have heard of this concept of neuroplasticity, right, where our brains are dynamic, they are constantly changing, and we can build new neural pathways within our brain. Actually, this is a study, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, which by the way, is a phenomenal speaker and author. If, if any of you have read any of her stuff, she has a great book called Switch On Your Brain. But she talks about having uh, 12 minutes of daily prayer. 12 minutes of daily prayer over an eight-week period can actually be measured with a brain scan. It's, it shows up on a brain scan. If you can spend 12 minutes a day over an eight-week period, it shows a new, it shows a chemical releasing, a new neural pathway that, is in, that has been produced or built within the brain, right? So when I say like a neural pathway, these are the channels, this is the neuroplasticity that I'm talking about that can change the physical chemistry within our brain. Now, on the flip side of that, negative thoughts are also neural pathways that are created within our brain. So if, if you grew up thinking these specific thoughts, you start to believe what you're telling yourself, right? You can, if you start to, to listen to lies long enough, that lie can become truth in your life, right? But it can be changed. This is the most encouraging component of this is that it can be changed. Actually, a positive thought, when we have a, that positive thought, it actually releases a surge of dopamine within our brains, right? And as, as science has, has proven to us and, and taught us, the more often we have that dopamine release, that chemical change, the easier it is to think that thought. It's just like building a muscle, guys, where the more reps we get in, the easier it becomes over time. So you're creating, we can create these new neural pathways within our brains over time. This is why, you know, in Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, right? Or it could be read as, do not be conformed to the wrong ways of thinking, but instead be renewed, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Create that new pathway, create that new trigger, that new dopamine release. Do not be conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our minds. Think of this, guys, as like if you're going through a jungle, right, where we're think of a, a vast, dense, thick, green forest. Right now, you're in the middle of this jungle, and you're looking around. You're on this path that has been traveled over and over again, right? These are these narrow pathways that you've created, this old way of thinking, everybody's doing it. It's easy to go down this path. But you look over to your left and you notice that there's maybe an older path that was once traveled 
right? But it's full of brush. And you can see that maybe you once used to travel that path, right? But we're able to actually produce or excuse me, we're able to actually create a new pathway within that jungle, right? It's time to undertake, to start cutting that new path as the entrepreneur in your life to form that new trail for you to follow, that new mindset for you to follow, but also for your family to follow. We talk a lot about living your legacy to leave the legacy, and it all starts within our mind. But just so this, you guys know, this doesn't happen in one day, right? It takes time to build these new habits, right? Or in order to destroy old habits, these old patterns that we've used to have, they don't just go away on their own. And think of this like, if we're thinking visually here, because we all think in pictures and and visually here, think of a, a, a cup of cranberry juice, a glass of cranberry juice that you have right now, a big, red, dense glass of cranberry juice. And if we just slowly start to pour water into that glass of cranberry juice, eventually, over time, that glass is going to get clearer and clearer. And this is how we have to approach these new thought patterns, right? This isn't going to happen overnight. It's not going to become a clear glass overnight. But the more that we surround ourselves with like-minded people, the more content that we consume, the more books that we read on these topics, if we can consume the Word of God, get into the Word, naturally, these new neural pathways are going to start to form within our brain. So the battle for your life is won or lost in our minds. Now, our thoughts are going to control us, so we have to be able to control our thoughts. This reminds me of in Romans 7. If you guys remember in Romans 7, this is Paul. And if you read through Romans 7, it's crazy. I'm going to actually read a portion of this. So this is Paul talking here. Paul says, I do not understand. So by the way, this is Romans 7. We'll pick it up. Verse 15. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Like if you read that, I mean, you have to slow down and actually read through this because Paul, I mean, he sounds like a crazy person when you actually read through this. And the funny thing is, Paul. If you keep in mind, Paul wrote almost a third of the entire New Testament. And if there's anyone that you think would be able to get this right, it should be Paul, right? So how did he figure this out? If you fast forward going into like 1 Corinthians and how Paul has actually progressed, picking up in, in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24, this, this is where this starts out. Paul asks questions. Do you realize that in the race, everyone runs but only one person gets the prize. Now, if you're going to run, run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training for a prize that will fade away. But as followers of Christ, we do this for an eternal prize. When we run, it should be with purpose in every step. 
So if you take Paul in, in Romans and then Paul now, it's like, how did he figure this out? And here's how he did it. Discipline. Mental discipline is the key component to changing these neural pathways in our brain, right? With the help of God, of course, we can choose discipline over regret. I wish I would have done this, if only, right? Or I just keep trying to do this. But when we are disciplined of all sorts of different aspects of life, any of the power pillars that that we want to talk about, but specifically we're talking about the mental power pillar here. When we're disciplined mentally, we don't act according to our feelings. We act according to our commitments, right? When you're disciplined, you do not act according to your feelings. We act according to to our commitments. And this is one of the reasons why we have these these contracts within the King's Council, the coaching program. We have these declarations that we we state who we are, right? And it's not that I I act in that way all the time, but I'm I'm making that declaration that this is who I am because I'm choosing to make the decisions that I come across on a daily basis based upon who I've already decided I am and am continually training to be every single day. So much how Paul progressed from Romans into to 1 Corinthians of how he's learned to train his body or really master his thoughts. He's mastered his thoughts within his mind, right? But how did he do it? How in the world did he do that? And if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 5, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And here's how he did it, guys. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. How did Paul do it? He took captive every thought that we have and made it obedient to Christ, right? We cannot defeat what we cannot define. So understand what is it that self-limiting belief, that thought, that mindset that has put us in this negative frame of mind. Let's, Let's identify it. Let's define it. Because if we just let that happen, if we ignore that mindset, we will always lose, right? We've got to take captive every thought. Successful people do consistently what unsuccessful people do occasionally. This is a lifestyle, guys. This is a discipline. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at King's Council Coaching. We'll see you next time.